Dad Bod Rap Pod. Maybe this is episode 105. Uh, my name is Dim One, a.k.a. the Tired Ass Rapper. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm here with the podcast bros, Mr. David Ma. How's it going? Yo, yo, yo. Good to be here. Freezing. Freezing Nene's <laughs> off. It's in the 40s, so <laughs> we <Yeah>. are freezing. <laughs> we're California cold with Mr. Nate LeBlanc. How's yo, it going? Yo, I'm good. Yeah? Yeah, sure. Yeah, we're back back for another another episode, Adventures in Podcasting. Um, it's been an interesting week. I did the rap, not the rap release. I just do like a new release uh, kind of uh, fuck fest on every other Friday. Oh. And just like really. If somebody comes out on the off Friday, they're just screwed. You gotta wait. You gotta <laughs> wait. Yeah. So, I, yeah, so I've been kind of just, uh, you know, you have your streaming service and they, they feed you this whole kind of new release cachet of albums i don't know if you you think this but they never give me the ones i want never like, <laughs> you don't know me i also really wish me. i use spotify i don't know what are you still a title or did you switch over to the evil empire because it's easier for us to share songs and stuff um no i'm still lame i have fucking google play oh google i don't even know what that whoa. is so. yeah yeah <laughs> um and our podcast numbers show it yes. <laughs> on spotify um they don't tell you before you click it if something is an album or a single oh yeah, so it's yeah like it, it you just go to albums. new releases on yeah. fridays and yep. i'm like oh cool a new song uh, that's a, just one song yeah mm-hmm. I'm, tra- I'm trying to fill my work day here i don't <laughs> i'm not going three minutes at a time okay like, you're going quantity yeah here. i just wish there was a little indicator of whether something was a song or an album that's all i'm asking okay. is Swedish that too much people. to ask and also can we get fucking track listings and credits and all that shit right the right as if that shit don't matter and we can't upload everything on the internet yeah yeah, yeah so, so they have song credits on Spotify, but it takes like three clicks and they're very incomplete. Okay. But what I've learned is it's what the artists tell them. Right. So like if you upload your song and you skip the field about who's featured, but you just put it in the title, it doesn't automatically feed into the song credit. So almost every song says it's produced by the artists themselves. They're not going in and in the metadata, like filling in the producers of the songs. It's actually a thing where you, if a, like a major label album is A and R'd correctly. It yeah. has all the information perfect because there's like someone's job right. to do that. Right. Yeah, it's right. like they have oh, a department okay. Okay. Who, who handles right, metadata right. for for streaming. Right. If right. it's just some guy, yeah. it almost always says every single thing is done by that guy. Where it's yeah. not possible that, that the guy sense. did everything. You know what I mean? Interesting. That yeah. makes sense. It's yeah. a, it's a kind of a the these these fine details are like a casualty of the online upload. Yeah, yeah, box, no, box no, it's true. Game. But, totally. but at the same time, there's a bunch of of albums and songs on albums where the feature isn't listed. Like, so I am aware. Yeah, yeah, so it's kind of. I mean, but like, like major, I know there's major two record. voices, but yeah, exactly. I don't know who the other guy is. <laughs> so I, I thought that was there was something to that. I mean, like major artists will do this, and you'll see, like, dude, I can hear another cat on there. Totally. I know. No. So, but um, well, did RZA rap on all these? Fuck our duckalus. But yeah, just was scrolling through the um, the new release stuff. I wanna I wanna call out um, a release by. Um, a cat actually from San Jose, um, who I had the the pleasure of of kind of knowing when he was a, a younger person, was a uh, DJ Fresh and Currency have an album out right now called The Tonight Show, which is actually pretty good. Currency is one of those guys that whenever something new comes out, I like listen to it for a day, and I'm like, oh, 
this is pretty fucking good. And yeah. then I never listened to it again. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a big currency guy, but no. I do like DJ Fresh. He would uh, come in and consign his mixtapes um, and kind of like mixtapey album things like mm-hmm. The Tonight Show. Mm-hmm. He, if you look at his um, discography, he has a very impressive Absolutely. Uh, list of collaborations. He's done some very interesting ones like, with like kind of lyrical cats and yeah. with like street cats. And he kind of like transcends all these different worlds. Like um, really seamlessly. But this, I will say this record, The Tonight Show with uh, with Currency, is a pretty good record. I could actually see myself kind of circling back to it. And it it's one of those things that's totally going to get lost in the larger shuffle mm-hmm. um, of of releases. But I, I thought that one was, was really good. Um, but then there's just, there is a lot of like just shit. And I know we all know that. <laughs> and I know we all know that. Thank but you, some, Damone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, guys, rapping what it used to be. Breaking news. <laughs> yes. But it's, it's, it's one thing to know it, but then it's another thing to like, but I go through them. Right, I just, I right. go, to I experience it. Yeah, yeah I just I go through you. them to be like, you know what? There's you never something. know. Sometimes yeah. something will catch you. Totally, exactly. totally. I, exactly. I usually let the internet filter it for me. Like there's okay. people I follow or accounts that I follow where they're like, these you are the things this something. week that like kind of fall into our milieu. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like it's like, and I don't, it doesn't always have to be in like the lyrical or like, you know, lo-fi or whatever we're calling all the post-Earl stuff. Right, right, or like, I right. I, I want to hear things from around the genre. Like, if Gucci Man has a new record, I always listen to parts of it. Yeah. Like, and I then, just want to know what's going on. When Jim Jones has his record, I'm not the biggest dipset guy in the world, but I want to see right. it. And it was pretty good, I have to say. Like, right. that was a much better album than I was expecting from him at this point. He kind of, like, learned how to rap. Yeah. It's yeah. weird, huh? Yeah, it's cool, yeah. actually. You know what I like is that fucking camera on. Yeah, dude, that's dude, a good record. Purple I, Haze too. Yeah, I'm surprised more people aren't talking about totally. it. Totally. Especially I, his fanboys. I his... think he fucked up by dropping it right at the end of the year mm, after all the lists had come true, out. He right, should have dropped right, it like right. this week. Totally. And then we, everyone would totally. be like, first great rap record of the year. Yes. Um, yeah, I thought it was quite good, actually. Totally. Yeah, it's totally. like a, he has changed. Mm-hmm. Like, he's not the, like, hyperactive yeah. rhyme like yeah. monster that he used right, to be, right. but he matured kind of. Totally, his totally. voice is a little more gravelly. Mm-hmm. It's a very interesting yeah, record. Yeah, I like it. I mean, the thing is with him is like, he always made good songs, dude. You yeah. know what I mean? Totally. So I, I got the same impression. Like, this is on in the background and I'm feeling it. Yeah. Also, the only guy to ever in the history of cable news ever handle Bill O'Reilly correctly. Totally. Oh, I love like, that. The Daily Show that. took a hundred million shots and never got as close totally. as Cameron <laughs> did. Uh, Cameron's a first ballot Hall of Famer for, for that, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And he lays the pipe. <laughs> <laughs> Pink first. Um, so so yeah, I'm just kind of cruising, perusing all all the new shit. Um, most cool of it and is, all checking out some yeah. b-ball outside of. <laughs> I wouldn't. Yeah, well, would I check a new Will Smith record? No, I wouldn't. Um, there's there's certain there's certain artists though that like kind of command attention. Um, and one of those artist is Lil Wayne, who just, um, by the time you're hearing this, will have put out a record 800 years ago in internet <laughs> time. But uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, his new record, Funeral, um, came out. Um, and so c- because I'm off cycle with the Fridays, I saw a straight week of like, this is trash, you know, this is mid- this is kind of blah, blah, blah. A lot of like... The three opinions that are available to you on the internet. <laughs> Classic. Totally. Mid. 
trash. trash. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, uh, if it was thumbs up, it would be like thumbs down, thumbs up, and thumb middle. Right. If that's right. the only opinions the you're only allowed to speeds. have. Like right. wait, us waiting this long in internet years to talk about it already makes us weird. Totally. And yeah. then to have a nuanced opinion, which is that there are some good songs right. and some that I didn't care for, is basically like. Who Not are valid. you? You right, fucking heretic. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, I have to say, the person who deserves the most credit for this Little Wayne record is the graphic designer who made it say "funeral" if you have the record one way, and then it says "Little Wayne" if you turn around the other way. Shut the front door. Have you really? not looked no. at it? Pull it up no. on your phone. Okay. I want to watch your mind okay. blow in real time. <laughs> I looked at because I looked at the thing. Ab- I never caught it's that. It's so cool, dude. Wow. This, to me, okay. this is the best record cover in terms of optical illusionary since uh, Animal Collective. Meriwether Post ah, Pavilion. Yes. You know how that's like a magic yes, eye thing, it, and if it'll sir. start like undulating if you mm-hmm. look at it long enough. Holy shit! Yeah, without so, mushrooms, this guy's the real MVP. You know? If you yeah. just listen to it, you'll hear it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, little went funeral. This, this makes see. for exciting radio. Coke. I know. Coke rap. Coke rap. Coke rap. Wow! Did you turn it upside down? Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, I mean, I, I, maybe if I had, I hadn't looked at it so much. Yeah, like all right. Pretty all right. impressive graphic designing. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> okay. What does your record look like upside down? Uh, same cheap design as it did on the website. Um, so just upside down. Yeah. So he he put out funeral, um, and to me, I really kind of went into it like this feels like uh, Eminem's. Relapse. I'm getting Ooh, that same kind of like. I didn't get that feeling. N- not when I when I was going into it. Like okay. I was like, I'm when like, you okay. Hadn't press play yet? Yeah, I was like, ooh. Okay. That, I'm looking at the cover. I'm seeing the features. I'm like, this has all the makings of a yeah of old yeah. guy kind of just kind of trying to put things together. But he kind of got off his uh, naming cycles, right? Like it's not a it's not a um it's not a Carter. Carter. Right, it's not right, a right. Uh, re. Yeah. Everything was re for a little bit, right? Right. right. Oh, maybe the... his funeral, like he's that shit's dead. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. I got to give him more credit it's for like the Dela's dead. Kind this of thing. Uh, album art and title, but. Yeah, funeral, funeral drop, and you know, Lil Wayne is obviously super talented. Oh, but the ones he did super. before a bunch was like, "I am not a human." He had a whole, he had a whole thing. He with had that an alien too. phase. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, had, he had a, a hardcore alien yeah. phase. I remember that. He had a skateboard phase. He had a, he had a yeah, kind yeah. of like play guitar <laughs> phase, which was the worst. That phase. was a rough one. Oh, yeah. Re- that was rebirth. Yeah, and then rebirth. he started doing the "I am not a human being," and he's got a couple of those. Yikes! Yeah, so. With an artist who's been around for so long, like started it, rapping when he's thirteen, I know. Or like got crazy. famous when he's thirteen, so yeah. probably started rapping well before that. Yeah, he's he's been basically in the public eye. Bling bling, I want to say, came out in ninety eight, ninety something like that. Whoa! And he has been kind of a, a fixture for that entire time, and so. You know, going into this record, I'm always very kind to the older rapper. I go. It's hard to stay relevant in sure, this genre. Sure. It's it's hard to be innovative and keep pushing things and um so Spe- especially you know. if you're the cutting edge guy. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. That totally. makes it even completely harder. changed the game like totally. twenty years ago. Totally. And that's that was his third act. I don't right. Essentially right. now he's on to like his fourth or fifth act and he's right. still relevant. And yeah. and somehow doing amazing amounts of drugs and not dying. Like he's <laughs> he is our key. Remember Richards. when he was doing like having seizures all the time? I know. Like it, it right. definitely seemed like he was yes. going to pass away. Totally. There were helicopters right. and news footage yeah. outside his right. home in Miami, yeah. like everyone thought it was over. And now yeah. he's didn't the, he stop doing lean? Now then? he's the robot. Yeah. <laughs> 
Totally. <laughs> now he's well, doing the I, robot. I, it, well, I like may- to think of that as the truck fit era. Oh, it's like no one, yes. no one was having it with his skateboard clothes. Totally. Oh, <laughs> there was so one person news. in the world wearing truck fit. And I've never it was seen him. that in real life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I've never seen anybody. Leopard skinny jeans, truck fit shirt, skateboarding, yelling. Yeah, lean. But <laughs> that's, that was Little Wayne for a couple years. Blonde dreads. Yes, like, totally. Yeah. But I guess in some ways, really, even though the I think the music of that era was pretty bad, um, his whole persona, you know, and, and tatting your face and doing all this shit, like right, right. He set the new archetype for the new weirdo rapper. One hundred percent, totally, um, hugely and, influential. Almost everyone who's popular now owes it to is him, taking and, and they they right. might not even know. They might be emulating Young Thug, totally. who right. is emulating Little right. Wayne, exactly. Right. right, and exactly. so it's it's going into the record, it's just trying to have manage expectations and be like, you know, what it, he's gonna give you something, but to expect him to kind of be at the top of the game. So, Nate, I know you had sent out the song Mahogany, so I, I started with that one, and I was like, oh, my fucking so good. That's a That's a hot track, so good. Like, He just goes wow. off immediately. Yeah. Personality right. in your face. I like, love that song. I just rhymes. thought it was, like, yeah. dripping with just swag and just totally. excellent totally. rhyming and uh, atmosphere, yeah. which is not something I really think of when I think of Lil Wayne. Like, Same. It's, um, his songs tend to be kind of underproduced. Yeah, yeah. It's and just the which beat, is part and of he the, rides it's it. charm, right? Yeah. It's like, I want, his, I, I want bars from him. You know yeah, I mean? totally. and yeah. even a lot of the mixtape era stuff, like I like the beats are a little bit too much for me. For me frankly, totally. But, well, they're just but I want to hear the, the verses, the beats of the popular songs of that time, or totally. even like the regionally popular right, songs right, of that right, time. Right. So he just, just like goes, Jack, right. and yeah. they're they're so time stamped that it's a little uh, distracting for me. But right with the with the yelling all yeah. over the all <laughs> over the tracks. But the mahogany joint was so interesting because the the track itself is is a really kind of more forward thinking it's not kind of standard issue trap stuff um and he's doing some interesting things so i'm like oh if he pulls this off for you know six seven eight tracks then this is really of 24 i know that's where the bar is set now right. yeah and so, that's the thing like we were saying like the new album is like a smattering of his career you know what i mean like here's yeah. the mixtape era here's the whatever era here's this era. it gives you a little bit of everything but i think a lot of it is just like oh this is really really bloated like we really didn't need a lot of these tracks 24? but Jeez. yeah yeah mahogany sets the bar pretty high i found myself getting into um a couple of other tracks just because i think he does the thing that people swear future is doing and i don't get which is this super dark kind of nihilist trap druggy thing but he's actually just he's entertaining too right, he's not just right, kind of gargling right. and talking about totally <laughs> you <laughs> said gargling <laughs> freaking gargamel over here <laughs> it's not gargling lean on every verse and, well, a, you know. big, a big thing of a uh, big part of wayne's um, uh, appeal is his humor and like dude's yeah. so funny dude he is funny. i still think he's funny yeah it's it's funny but it's so it's so unbelievably dark he's very frank about drug usage and and this kind of murder theme that runs through everything, but he talks about it and it's such a, it's almost like a horror movie in the Nightmare on Elm Street type of way where it's like, it's a slasher flick, but I'm also laughing at all of this. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's a a very interesting conception of Lil Wayne's career. I had not thought of that previously because he's not like a horror core guy in any way. Right. And it's not even like so gleeful and like in your face as like a ghetto boys, which is where I kind of, that's where that kind of, 
uh, sensibility resides in my past listening, but um, that's I'm, I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna think about that. It's it kind of it's definitely. kind of like uh, here is a is a triple homicide, and I'm making a joke about it. How the cops vomited when they showed up. Right? Totally, like totally. you know what I mean. Yeah, like, but then weird. he's like he's off to the races with the with next image. The next like, immediately, they yeah. won't be a song about murder. It's every song. Every, every song little Wayne murder. song is yeah. about rapping. Yeah. yeah, and it's like it's just about like. Being clever, crazy, and it, and like connections between the words, right? Like, right. Yeah, right. and and it's it's something that he's been able to. Um, I listened to this, and the best thing I would say about it is that he was able to update. I said, you know, he's doing some new things that I, you know, have somebody who's listened to him mm. for a while is like, oh, he still has new wrinkles. Oh, he's still, you know, he can do different cadences. He can. He's kind of. Yeah. I mean, it's the. But there's so little Wayne. There's so yeah, yeah. Wayne. But it's you know always I mean? totally. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he just turns his head and giggles. And you're like, <laughs> uh, there's so little Wayne, yeah, you know. But uh, on the main, I would say he shot about five for twenty-four on this album, uh, which is what I would probably would have said about the last album too. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But the beauty of the internet is that. Um, you can take those and playlist them and exactly. do away and with the other 24. And probably much. for like more of his core fan base or people who really fuck with them, it's the wrong five. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're yeah, they're yeah, like, yeah. these five are trash. Yeah. <laughs> these are the ones I like. And that's the beauty of it. I, yeah, I, totally. Maybe. Well, maybe that's the approach is if you just do enough. Well, that's shit. what I was kind of thinking when we were yeah. talking about it. It's like we, we've had this debate on the show before is the streaming era about doing more more content with shorter songs but more like units yeah. so each thing is a play yep. and is this that calculated or does he just literally do whatever he wants right. Right. Uh, right. you get the feeling that and this is where I think production not just beat making um, is probably underutilized in hip hop I listen to that and I go you could have used a producer to tell you and, and right, while right. we were on smoke break uh, we were talking about the Danny Brown record mm -hmm. as an analogy um, like an executive producer yeah right, exactly right, yeah. so for, for Q-Tip's hand and I know not everybody loves the new Danny Brown record but it it's well put together. It's right. It's, right. Even if you don't like that it's particular album, yeah, it, it's an album. And these yeah. albums need editors. That, I yeah, think that's yeah. what I think that's what you're getting to. If exactly. you don't mind me saying, yeah, it's it's having some other hand curate the material. Um, but I kind of get the sense that Wayne is like. I'm fucking amazing. Right, right, right. Who's going to tell him right, what to do? Run the yes track. Yeah. He's been rich since he's 13. <laughs> yeah, it's I like know. no one is telling him what yeah. to do. Like I'm off three Percocets right now. <laughs> Run the fucking track. Put all of this shit out, and we're going to make a shitload of money either way. So, um, so yeah. So the new record, whatever, there's, there's some joints on there. Listen to Mahogany. If you're a classicist, yeah. the person I picture as a dad bod rap bod listener dad bod rap pod listener who you like old shit you like you like classic 90s you like company flow right you like kind of keep up with what's going on now but not really just check out mahogany and like yeah. tell yeah, us what that's, you think yeah totally. and that's probably totally. all you can kind of that's grand open and grand closing yeah. on uh bars. on funeral uh but definitely bars on that but it made me kind of think about um his career arc and like some of the doper songs and verses but we ran into an interesting problem, which is some of his dopest stuff is just in this kind of cloud of mixtape. Right, not, right. Not the cloud, but a cloud of, of right, mixtape. It is on the cloud. Like, these reside <laughs> on, like, web servers and, like... Is there a DatPiff cloud? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Everything's in the cloud now, okay, right? Totally. Okay. Um, but it, it makes it hard to kind of... Because when I started thinking about, like, oh, what are some of my favorite tracks from his... That classic, what was it, like, 06 to 09 run Dude. of just 
crazy mixtapery. Totally. Yeah. Um, I just remember. I wish like, I had CDRs. saved stuff like better. You know what I mean? Yeah, I just yeah, wish yeah. I had archived things better. Even some of that early stuff, I it totally escaped me. I went back and revisited. And After like, holy shit, dude. Yeah. 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 I remember when we um when he basically I think Carter Two was about to come out mm-hmm. and like on the on the rap internet at that time. Little Wayne was the biggest rapper in the mm-hmm, world, and mm-hmm. I put in. Um, there were like we could get DJ Drama mixtapes and stuff like mm-hmm. that, so that covers the Drought series, which okay. is pretty much considered to be the pinnacle, his, at least of what's what's available physically of that run. And I remember um, the the head buyer at the record store was this old white man named Gary, and he I put in I, like in our system. I was like, we need to have more Little Wayne. Like cats are asking me for Little Wayne like every day. Carter Two's about to come out, but I want to get some of this other stuff. So I just went in the system and put in like some orders for all the like the drought three and the dedication mixtapes and all right. that stuff. And I just remember us having such a weird generational moment. And he's like, um, Nate, I see you put in all these, um, orders for this little Wayne. Like he's never really <laughs> sold that well for us. Like, is he coming to town soon for a concert? And I was just like, uh, this is kind of hard to explain, but like without having an album out, he is the biggest rapper in the world. Right. And like, right. you're just going to have to trust me on this one. Trust like, me, Gary. These are going to sell. Yeah. And they did. Yeah. And like, people were like, oh, dude, you guys finally kind of caught up. And I, right. we were like a year late. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, because it was not a physical it product. It was an album right. album time. Yeah. yeah. And they, they certainly yeah. weren't albums, but they did have physical releases. Um, And that, I think that was in the era where. Who went to jail? Was uh, it, DJ was Drama and, and Don Cannon got arrested. Oh, I don't right. think they went to jail. Okay, they, they got raided. They're, they're, that's right. That's right. <laughs> so they're, they're, uh, for, they're they're set up in Atlanta with like the duplicating factory and all that stuff got raided. Uh, I don't CDR think they went to jail. Era. I believe they settled, but okay. yeah, that was a crazy time. No yeah. one knew what was going to happen. Speaking of DJ Fresh, a little bit earlier, there was kind of a little cadre of. DJ's uh, DJ Raw Two K was one mm-hmm, of them. Mm-hmm. Um, the guys who did the slapping in the trunk series. This guy Aaron, I can't remember his name. Uh, DJ Destro. Yeah, like a there were like wow. I, like basically every Bay Area mixtape DJ. Like I was one of their buyers. Yeah, like I was about they, to say you're doing some archaeology. Yeah, they were right like now. out <laughs> the trunk with these CDs, and it was it was like right on the tail end of hyphy yeah. and going into kind of the curated mixtape like guest hosted mixtape right. thing and i remember dj raw 2k he's like this giant kind of like corn-fed white boy looking dude yep. but he would like he was just like his name was robert so i always thought of him as dj robert 2k <laughs> um but he would like come in and he like he'd be like hey nate hey hey all right i got these new mixtapes okay you need to restock on this 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 is what my next thing is okay like tell cats they gotta wait for this one this one's coming out and he's like hey Lil Wayne's coming into town. You know anyone who needs a verse? And I was like, no, I don't think so, but how much are they? He's like, 75 racks. And I'm like, nope. <laughs> We're good, dude. Thanks wow. for offering. Wow. Like, me and my friends who, like, collect, like, br- blue notes are, like, not going to pay $75,000 for anything. Thanks, he, thanks, White Rob. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Wow. I, I think it's dope that he thought you had friends that had 75 racks to spare. I'll stop you a little earlier. I think it's dope that he thought I had friends. <laughs> God, that was such a that was such an era. And Lil Wayne was the king of the CDR mixtapery right. kind of era, right? Like in and, and to see like that he's been able to kind of sustain and reinvent and again to not die. Like I know. I, I, I know. There's there's some On the cusp. People people talk about doing drugs on records. It's very popular to do. 
Little Wayne is one of the few that I get the sense that he actually does the drugs. Like one hundred percent. And it. I think they all do the drugs. <laughs> <laughs> well, Future is, I is maybe not in the quantities that uh, the Future is quoted as saying like like I don't. He's like I have water and granola bars in the studio. Like I don't really do the drugs to that mm. extent, but people. Like to he- you know that's uh, basically he says I, I, that's I what people catch like that to hear. Sound bite. Yeah. yeah, he's like that's what people like to fuck with. So. Be real doesn't smoke. No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> be real smokes. Just stupid kidding. weed. Uh, yeah, so it's it's really interesting because I feel like he could just keep going. Like there could actually I could see ten years hence whatever what he's doing he could he could just keep doing it. Like, he is physically diminutive but he is reaching the age where you have to think like would he ever stop being Lil Wayne right right like no. do, you, do you become Big Wayne at some point <laughs> well Nas just recently got upgraded to Big Nas oh he, right because Lil Nas, Lil Nas X, X. Yeah. <laughs> which which I was kind of offended by how sharp his bars were on that novelty ass song I'm like bro this is what you saved the fucking the fucking hard shit That's for That's the it? thing. He's uh, so unpredictable. You never know oh, what that motherfucker is. Oh, man. Yeah, I was just like... It's like Kanye album, no. Novelty song, yes. yes. It's like, He's wait, like, what? Yeah. Yeah, I disagree with that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Dave's the last uh, Nasir apologist. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, so so we... Uh, look, we'll invite you then, the hive mind listener, to... Uh, why don't you hit us on Dad Bod Rap Pod uh, on Twitter at Dad Bod Rap Pod or on Instagram at Dad Bod Rap Pod with... Uh, your favorite Little Wayne uh, joints from the run, because as Nate said, we don't have Dat Piff. Um, I did make my list. Uh, did you of the album cuts that I like though? And it's okay. I, I, they are very pedestrian. Like I basically like all of the popular. I like one popular song per album, except for his greatest albums where I like two or three. Okay, and that's my Little Wayne kind okay, of. Okay, like so you're tale. probably gonna cover mine. Go ahead, go in. The last album, Uproar. It's like Little Wayne over G Dep. I'm I'm not not okay. liking that. No, I would no, never turn not, the radio from that. Dude. I, I really like that, that joint, fire. even though it has this really like what I call a rappy rappy bar. And he said, "What he said, aiming at your head like a buffalo. <laughs> like that's just some <laughs> shit that rappy McRappers say to get to the next bar. Right, right. Totally. And it, it would totally crack me up. But he also has on one of his mixtapes. There's a song with him and uh, J Cole where they rap over special delivery. Mm. And he starts the verse by going, I don't even like this beat. <laughs> nice. It's hell. When I came, I was like, wait, I thought you didn't like Because I always remember going, you don't like special delivery? Like he likes it now. Yeah. yeah. So, yes, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, six foot, seven foot is right, insane. I was going to say, what a great That's song. That's what I think of. Totally. Right. That's like, they, they, you know, like nobody was really checking for... Um, Oh, what's his name? The Calypso Harry guy, Hel- Harry, Harry Belafonte, Belafonte. Oh, yeah. dude. <laughs> nobody was nobody was sampling Belafonte totally, back then, totally. or any kind of Calypso thing, or any like fifties totally. songs at all. They they murder that yeah. dude. Yeah, and, and it uh, does a great Wayne slam. and Corey Gunn so totally. just go off on it, that. It, and it kind of it's so goofy that it do, it doesn't make sense as to why that would be such a dope sample, but it totally totally it totally bars, works. Dude, so, but bars. here's here's the thing. I always go back to this. I have heard, and it sounds correct to me that that was a Drake. That that was a Drake. Um, I've heard that, that was a Drake. from you, which was mind blowing. That that yeah. was a that Drake. If wrote you read, that. if you listen to it in, in his in his way, and this is how I do my ghost. He writing. wrote the verses for yeah, for that, Little that, Wayne. That that was Little Wayne's written verse. by Drake. That's yeah. what I heard. Yeah. The, so the lasagna so, line, Drake, yeah. is what I heard. Real G's moving science like lasagna. Like it's and, and it's Drake of that time. Like that's kind of was Drake's shtick at at that time. Hmm. Wayne had just 
Wayne had we just got about it on the show too. So we had my mind was blown. Episode three. I don't listen to this show. That's funny. Okay, that's interesting. I'm gonna have to do my little internet investigations. Please on that. On Carter three, a Millie. Amazing song. I, I love Carter Three in general. Yeah, actually. Carter Three is a very good and, record. And again, an example of a um, a really goofy sample because that's mm-hmm. Amelia's from a Tribe Called Quest uh, remix um, that is again turned into what is really like a proto trap kind of anthem. And yeah, mm-hmm. one of my favorites as well. Uh, Mr. Carter, where him and Jay go back and forth yep. on that yep. one. That's yep. a very that's good. A good I, I think he outraps Jay, which at that time I, I could not have even thought of. Right. And right. Then, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I, I actually have a total soft spot for Mrs. Officer. I think that yeah, song's hilarious. Totally. Totally. They have wee Bobby wee. Valentino doing the wee <laughs> wee. <laughs> wee wee. That was such a fun summer and like that song like totally defined like the kind of radio rap of that summer. Mm-hmm. It's just like, yeah, he, that's like the, the, the funniest, most playful side yeah. of him that I think yeah. is hilarious. Um, yeah, and then uh, Stunting Like My Daddy on sure. the, the Birdman and Little Wayne album is great. Sure. I have a, I believe it's Diplo remix, um, like, a, like a Hollertronics like 12-inch okay. that I used to play when I would DJ all the time, and I came to really like that song. And then um, Shooter, the Robin Thicke song, mm. I fuck with that, dude. That's a yeah. really good song. Yeah, totally. Nate always kind of, kind of, <laughs> you know, one minute we're like super deep underground rap, and then he's next like, you know, I like me a little R and B. I have a radio. I have a radio in my car. Yeah, I will utilize it from time yeah. to time. And Robin then, uh, yeah, the song "Best Rapper Alive" from Carter Two, where it's okay. like he makes a of credible course. case for being the best, the best rapper <laughs> alive. It's just like, well, that's then, pretty hard to argue. And then with. Lollipop comes out. Yeah, it's like, it's, yeah. I yeah. remember actually. This is kind of funny. You just sparked a memory with me. I uh, we were trying to decide when I worked at the record store how many of those to order. Like Little Wayne is coming out; it's right. clearly going to be a big release. Right. But I don't think they were ready for like how big it was. So I was actually kind of fucking with that dude Gary, who was kind of shout like, out to Gary. Yeah, Gary just clicking Jeez. clicking the buttons and yeah. ordering the CDs for like a long time now. Um, and I'm like, hey Gary, uh, the like song that like the lead single from that is called Lollipop. What do you think it's about? <laughs> <laughs> Hard candy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in wow. a way. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And okay. Anyway, that's my um, little list of Little Wayne songs I like. I don't really like Teenage Little Wayne. I don't get it. I don't I don't understand like the that that sound. Like I don't listen to the old cash money and have nostalgia. I wasn't listening does, to rap, rap like that at the time. So I was kinda looking and like trying to click around on the well, there was, the earliest albums and I'm like, this is not for me. Yeah. I, I think Carter too is where he started to pick up like, oh, he's a rapper rapper. Bores. You know? yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like he's spitting bars, bars. and I think Fireman uh, only one I would add to that list mm-hmm. would be Fireman. Totally. Um I was in Oh no, 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 no. Go DJ. Go DJ is yeah. a good song yeah. for sure. That's yeah. Carter too as well though, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I I was in uh Groove Merchant one time when I was like really doing my rounds for digging and uh, DJ Because used to work the counter I think on Thursdays and uh, I was just I was just flipping through records and stuff and kind of minding my own business and he was working on a blend with the acapella of that and he was like uh, it was just like it's just really funny and we just had this little moment where we turned to each other and we're like this is hilarious. Like right, if you just right. listen to acapella, little Wayne of that yeah. time, like it's essentially stand up comedy. I know. I know. Like yeah. it's Comedian. just like the, the, the connections that he's making. And right. it was like, that's where my stash at. Like that yeah. whole, that whole part. It was just, I was just like, what are you playing dude? Like <laughs> this is hilarious. He's like, this is the new little Wayne. I'm like, for real. Like, yeah. And there was still yeah. 12 inches at that time. So you could get the acapella oh, for uh fireman, I believe. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's like yeah. a two ninety five record Jesus. in Amoeba. Like, that's no hilarious. problem. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's kind of when I I 
he came on my radar as like, oh, this dude is he he be rapping rapping. Right, um, right. And so we we will continue to check for Lil Wayne and, and spots um, here and there. I know that there are there's some more uh, Dat Piff archaeologists who who have uh, who know the tracks. I know some cats who are like really revere him as the goat. Like so, it's an interesting. Yeah proposition it's yeah. hard to argue with when you hear him at his best yeah, yeah. He, yeah. he hits all those spokes on that wheel yeah I mean. he's, he's definitely his his fastball is as fast as anybody's fastball he's kind right. of the yeah. the first great rapper of the new era it's like okay. he, it's, it's like if you like like diamond d or something like it's little wayne doesn't make sense yeah. right, it, right. It, it's basically like the arrival of atlanta as the center of the rap universe 2000 right. new millennium yeah kind of, and then, of, but, of new but he's type. undisputably a great rapper i don't care what your proclivities are you have right. to respect little wayne right absolutely so after we do some lean uh <laughs> we are going to come back with our interview uh with a, a rapper who has Pretty much nothing to do with Lil and Wayne. now for something totally, totally different. <laughs> yeah. um, we we go from lean to uh, vegan baking with uh, uh, Yeshua of Yeshua Depoe D. Well, yeah. yeah, I mean both of them are, are very visual. Oh, <laughs> their rhymes have a lot of gravity. <laughs> wow, that's called their days are not like others. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's very mysterious. Um, but yeah. <laughs> it was a great, uh, great interview. Yeah. Uh, I'll let Damone stop pretending that he cares about this one. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you off the hook. I'll take it from here. Um, I am a huge fan of Saya and Yeshua and the backpack rap era that they represent. So I like, I, I kind of made, made it so we could do this interview. And like I, Dave and I, who have the exact same music taste, both kind of nerd out over this record. Yeah, um, it was just, fun just to watch. A great record on Fondalum. Um, I should have asked him if he considers it to be called the Visual ZP. Right, that's right. just kind of what it's listed as. Totally. Like, well, I'll text him now. Uh, hey, <laughs> question I couldn't remember to ask. Put down your hummus. Can yeah. We... <laughs> <laughs> so this is kind of a niche interview. It was really just to kind of like scratch an itch that I've had since the '90s, like where I just I'm obsessed with this record, and it's sort of a defining underground rap record because they they did go on to do other things yeshua in particular but they never became like famous rappers like right. the person with the kind of like spectacular trajectory out of underground rap is like an lp where right. he's currently sure. famous and doing festivals def, as a uh, as yeah. a rapper most yeah. def sort of but and you would think the he would have been the biggest star in the world but he's kind of not due to other things but these guys are from that time in the new york and poets cafe and like their music is just really meaningful to me personally so i'm kind of just just wanted to talk to this cat, and we did, and I thought it was a good interview. I thought he was very personable. Yeah, so uh, without further ado, here is our interview with Yeshua the Poet. Dad bod rap pod, always bringing the dopest MCs in the game to our program. Uh, and today on the line we have Yeshua the poet. How you doing, man? I what's up? What's up? What's How up, you man? guys doing? Doing good. All uh, good. Um, so I'm gonna lay it on a little thick before we start. I'm I'm obsessed <laughs> with 
that that era, the kind of backpack era, Fondalum, your guys' record, Work. the visual EP. Um, I just like it's just a really important record to me. I personally believe it's the best independent rap record ever made, and so it's a real treat <laughs> to be talking to you. And uh, as it's Dave and sick. I were kind of warming up for this interview, we were kind of like, "Okay, I've got this question I've been wanting to ask since 1996." So let's <laughs> let's 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 go. Um, so if you could just kind of tell us a little bit about um how this record came to be, like how you and Saya met, and how you um ended up recording this body of work and how it kind of ended up being released if you could cool cool um i know i know um i know sire from uh he, he like where i grew up in bright and brooklyn is like brighton beach so the so the neighboring um neighborhood manhattan beach like he's he he's from there so so through a mutual friend one day he introduced us and then kind of like you know, we met around the neighborhood, and we just was like, you know, we both we knew we both rhyme. I was already kind of in a group with with Cam, with Cam Boogaloo, and we were already doing music, kind of like starting, you know, to record demos and that sort of stuff. And he also was doing some recording. But when we met, we kind of was like still very like like just kind of figuring out what what we we're each doing. You know what I'm saying? So that's why we kind of clicked. We kind of. And then, and then when we realized, like, you know, I realized, like, how, uh, you know, his vocabulary was more advanced than mine. And, you know, he saw what I could do. And we kind of, like, realized that we could learn a lot from each other. So that's kind of was our, always our connection like that. You know, he kind of could pick up what I'm doing and I could pick up what he's doing. So, you know, as we became more friends, he was like, yo, we should go to the New Yorican. And 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 I never been I never even been there or whatever. So he he was like, come through, you know, uh, Bobito Jose, and we that's kind of you know that will always be our like, you know, when we when we first met, we kind of like, oh yeah yeah, I listen to that too, and we you know we stay up late and this and that. So okay. when he was like, yo, he's over there and he's hosting it, so I'm like, cool, let's go. So when we went there, you know, right away we like, you know, it was it's like a it's like an open mic where you sign up. And it'll be like 10 MCs and 10 poets. And then they pick you out of a hat. So if you get lucky, you get to be on that night, right? Mm. So as as I got there, and I'm like, yo, this is really cool. And, and the talent of these people that were there already is like ridiculous. Like, I'm talking about super advanced. You know what I mean? I'm like thinking like, like yo, this, these people are there already, you know? Mm. And... So we're still like kind of starting out and figuring it out. And then we just decided like, yo, this is like, this is where we want to be. So we came every month, like no matter what, the open mic, we was there. And we was, it was the first Wednesday of every, of every month. And we would sign up and we were signing up individually because we never really were like, okay. you know, ever really to the point. But then we realized one day, like if we, if we won't, you know, sometimes I would get on and it would be like, wow. And then sometimes it'll be him. But then we realize, like, if we go on together, <laughs> we'll it's have a slot. better shot yeah. that, we, that we both get on, <laughs> right? Chances, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's kind of, that's really the inception of, 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 of Sai and Yeshua, because that's when we first, like, wrote it together. Like, Sai and Yeshua. And then that's the, when we were getting called like that, that's when it would, like, recognize us. You know what I mean? Because. Mm, okay. We kind of look a little different. We're a little quirky, you know what I'm saying? And we come, you know, that's really the the truth, you know. And then we came, and we and and we were like, 
like lyrical, you know what I mean? Like yes, nobody was very. like people were doing stuff and they were they were very advanced. Like I really I, I I've seen some amazing MCs there, poets, like amazing. And you know, we were just like young. We were mad young and we were just like trying to figure it out and it, it was a big influence on us because we were seeing the level and every time we came back, every week, we try to come even stronger, stronger, stronger to the eventually people recognized us in that scene. Yeah. And then that's where it really started because then it was like, it was like, hey, we need to, re- we, we, you know, I have this opportunity. This is Sire, like, he's kind of telling me, he's like, yo, I have this opportunity with an old friend, John Adler, and mm. he got, he works at a studio and he's going to allow, he's going to let us, we're going to record. Like, if you want, we'll record together. And I'm like, cool, let's go. Yeah. And that's when we did the Gravity Joint. And he had it kind of laid out already, like, what was going to happen. And he's like, yo, you'll be here. Just do this part. Okay. And that was like, the that was the first one. And then from there, we just like, we were just doing it together, like figuring it out, bringing our ideas to the end, just like mixing them. What was really cool before I, you know, I'm going to stop that, that, you know, this particular thought is that when we when we were we started really recording in the studio, it was like a it was like a castle because we were just like it was just us three there and we would be able to do whatever we wanted. So we would be like bringing our ideas like I didn't even own a sampler at the time. And mm-hmm. I was like, I had these ideas and I was just like, I'm going to bring this record. I'm going to take this record. And sometimes we would just all give our thoughts or sometimes I would have it already made or, and vice versa. Like everyone was able to contribute. And it was like, it was cool, man. It was like, no, it was no influence from the outside at that point. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It has a very singular sound. Um, It's like a lot of the songs kind of start with a visual or a, like a, a dialogue sample and then go into these really great, like kind of dark beats. And then there's just like amazing verses. Um, I think uh, I do want to give a shout out to your partner in We Be Foolish, Ken Boogaloo. He has an amazing uh, guest verse on Glass Bottom Boat. That's like a really refreshing kind of like switch up from the two of you. But a song that I've always really had an affinity for that I would like to talk to you a little bit about is The Mystery, which is how Side B opens. And uh, I have an affinity just due to my personal life and being a dork in high school for uh, <laughs> songs about not getting the girl. And I always right, thought right. that you um, you really nailed that kind of um, uh, kind of kind of confusion and like um, that there there's a whole like set of inter intertwined emotions and for that to be in kind of an underground rap song is just really really cool. Can you tell us anything about that song and like what you remember about the making of it? Um, I'll say that that particular time period. Yeah, obviously there's like a it's like a girl you're in love with and you're not really like really willing to let her know all of that. And you just kind of like, you just want to be around her Cause she's like, she's also really into hip hop and she's like, you know, like she kind of represents like what you would want in a, in, in, you know, at that time, you know, you're like, you know, we're talking about 18, 19 years old, you know what I'm saying? So you, you feel somebody that's like, into the same things that you're into and you're, you know, you have a connection that's not, you know, it was really just based on hip hop, you know what I'm saying? So that's really why it was like even more like, you know, it was times 10, like, you know, but 
I would say like the song, the song like it served a purpose as well because I wanted to obviously express like this like kind of like position I was in, but I also wanted to design it to play it for that person. Ah, you know what I'm saying? So that's really what that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's amazing. It definitely, it definitely gave a lot of opportunity because. You know what I mean? Like if you, like I, you know, obviously when you when you're like a young, you know, you're young and you like, yeah, I'm gonna play it for her and she's gonna, you know, she's gonna, you know, like in your mind, what's gonna happen is one thing, but you know, something very close happened to that, you know, which was awesome. Like that's part of your life, like you know, like you created this, you made that happen by doing some like a like a, a hip hop song, you know what I'm saying? So that's, that's yeah, awesome. it was yeah, dope, totally. Dope. And you could use it over and over. Now as an old man, you listen to it like, like, damn, yo, I went all out. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I want to, um, you know, since we're on topic of um, some of your guys' tracks here, I wanted to dive in a little bit on um, a day, a day like any other. You know, especially yeah. in this, especially in this day and age, where songs are getting shorter and shorter. I mean, that was like your guys's eleven-minute opus. Um, talk a little bit about how that came together. I mean, you know, did you guys just set out to make this tour de force type of track, or you know, just the makings of yeah, it? Yeah, I think I think what it was is like once we started really getting like we kind of got the ball rolling, and and it was starting to like you know, to feel like it was going to be a project, that's when we were like, yo, we got to really do something that's outside the box, that's mm-hmm. never been done. And we got to really showcase, you know, more than us just talking about, like, how dope we are. And you know what I mean? Like, we always wanted to have, like, concepts. Mm-hmm. And you know what I mean? It, was, it, it wasn't a very long record, but we knew we wanted to have one where we, like, really showcase how we could, like, to, like, both of us get to the you know, as the song goes on, you know, this is just the part where we're like, we're exchanging, we're we're doing it together, like at the same pace. Like, you know, it's like, we've got to figure out how we can show people like how well we could go back and forth and the patterns and still telling the tale. And then it just, it turned from, you know, it turned from a few beats to now we got to add this part because this sounds like when we go to this part and, mm. and it just became a longer thing. But it was definitely like, intentional it was for us to like trying to showcase the story and then once we realized what we wanted the end to be and what to happen at the end then it was like we have to like yeah it got to be 10 minutes long you know (laughs) (laughs) and we just ran with it and you know like in all the time when we first like released like because it was like this we we went to bobito and we really just wanted our song like the, the Gravity song, which is the first song we recorded, we just wanted to play him to play it on the radio. Like, that right, was, like, our right. main thing. Like, yo, if he plays it on the radio, he's playing demos, this and that. And we had access to him, so we gave it to him. And then we were just like, you know, like, if he plays it, and it's, then once he played it, and he he came back to us and was like, yo, you know, I have this label, and, I'll, you know, I would like to put out your record. So it was like, when we heard that, we were like, wow, like, we really got to go all out. We got to put together, you know. And it was like, it was it was like that. Like, we really was trying to use that opportunity to really showcase what we could do. And because everybody, 
you know, think of the records that were were coming out there. It's mm-hmm. like Cenobites, Juggernauts. Yeah. Like these are heavyweight records. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, like very much so. So how come? So we have to like ride to the occasion, and we got to do something special that stands out on our own. You know what I mean? So that's really like all of that is a you know. Is, is a combination of of, of of that mind thought. Like, we really got to do something different. We got to be, you know, really show what we do and and and, and impress. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, if, 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 that, if, that, if that song wasn't on it, like, yeah, it would still be cool, whatever, but I just feel like that really put us over the top. And yeah. especially when we started receiving some press and people were just, they were just like impressed by that idea that we were willing to do that to go like that. You know, it wasn't like we put in out a single. We really wanted to make a full record, you know. Right. And as a matter of fact, um, you know, when when uh, like later on, I don't know if you ever seen the the, the book of rap list. Like, oh yeah, we got to be in that book yeah. like because of that. That was dope. Like, yeah, you know, as we refer to it around here, home. the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Um, so yeah, yeah. The record comes out. You kind of, um, you each do solo side projects. Um, Saya yeah. has the twelve inch on Fondalem. I think yours is on Raw Shack, um, the yeah. hip hop and directions. And then, um, you know, there's some there's some guest appearances, unsung heroes, things like that. Some compilations. And then um, it seems like the I don't you did your We Be Foolish project next, right? Is that fair enough? Yeah, I started doing the label, um, the Headbot Music uh, thing. Okay, with, with more like people that's like I guess from my neighborhood and Kenny, and we had the We Be Foolish music we were already doing, so it was kind of like you know it was like it all came full circle, like. Those those other records were opening up opportunities for us to have, you know, our, our own label, our own releases. You know what I mean? And I'm talking about the people that I grew up with. Like these are close friends, you know, from, you know, that that we go way beyond hip hop. You know what I mean? Mm, like sure. grew up together. So like for instance, like me and Kenny, we know each other from kindergarten. Oh wow! You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. we know each other that long. So. It's kind of like we, we. It all came back to the point where, look, now we have these opportunities. People are looking for, are, are checking for this. Oh, this guy wants to l- let me do my solo record. Cool, we're gonna do the solo record. And then once I kind of figured out what everybody was doing with the vinyls and stuff, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna go talk to Fat Beats myself and see if they'll distribute records that I'll put, I'll manufacture. Sure. And then figured that out. And then you know, as it went more and it got a little more. You know, it went a little bit further. P and D deals. I did the deal with. Now I had the album. I went to talk to some German label and mm. did the Groove Attack. And then, mm. you know, it's like I got more interested in trying to do the business side of it and see if I can, you know, do what these other people were offering as opp- supposedly opportunities. You know, like if they can do it, we can do it, kind of thing. You know, and yeah. we figured it out for the most part. But what ends up happening is at some point like the 2000s hit and that's really when like all these companies are scrambling just to figure out what they're doing you know what i mean they have all this vinyl and nobody wants to buy it anymore because the whole thing is saturated you know right. so there's a so there's so much vinyl that you know these companies are called like the people that i i work with for instance they're calling me and they're like come pick up these records because we we're 
we don't have nowhere to hold them anymore. We're going to burn them like we're burning all the records. So unless you pick them up. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go pick them up then, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then one day we're just sitting in by my friend's house who I did, you know, my, my boy Porcho, who we did the label with. And we're just sitting there and then a truck rolls up and he's like, yo, uh, these records are here. These are, and it was like a bunch of records and CDs from Germany. Like, and people were just like emptying out their warehouses and wow. we're like, all right, it's just showing up. But that's just like later on in the story. But you know, we did a lot. We, we I try to do as much as possible at those times. I remember mm-hmm. just just wanting to be as prolific as possible and have, you know, use all these opportunities when people were contacting us, like, like for instance, like Unsung Heroes and all of the, you know, those records. And, 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 you know, I just wanted to take advantage of it and just be like, yo, look, like, then later on I had the opportunity to do the, the you know, the EP with, um, with M Boogie and all of that. And, you know, a lot of things kind of fell in place in those times. And it just, I felt like a switch just switched and it was like all of that ceased. And it was like, now you're scrambling, you know? Interesting. That's kind of how I felt at that time, you know? Um, so it, just jumping ahead a, a little bit further than that, 22 years after um, Visuals comes out as a record, Traffic collected all of the work from around that time and some freestyles and some odds and ends and put it out as a CD. Were you involved yeah. in that process? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. If you if you see the if you see the um, the insert of that and the collection of flyers and a whole bunch of like stuff like we we like there was a guy who came to us. His name is Noah, and he 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 was putting together these compilations. I don't remember. I think he was doing like Run DMC compilations and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and for some labels. So yeah, he knew about all of that. Like to license the music and this and then and so he's the one who kind of opened the door for that and he he collected all the materials from us like flyers and pictures and you know and we and it's a really well put together it's like the anthology make sure we try to we try to reach out and get as much of the tracks that we did together and then some of those solo trying to capture that whole time because we didn't know if it ever really was gonna be released again so this was like a good way to capture it all and especially at that time the cds was was kind of the way so i, I felt like it was a really strong release just because of how it collected everything and even if you've never heard of this these two people or this group that you can you can hear the whole thing and you could kind of get an, uh, an introduction an idea of what happened in that time period like i said we captured we had like a it was like a capsule so we were able to do something in like you know in vacuum sealed like time period, and we were if, if we able ever able to to show that, and then we did it. We did a good job, you know. Yeah, I absolutely. thought that was really well, well done. Yeah, that yeah. that traffic. Do you feel place. like that's the way people should approach it if they if they want to listen to it now? Uh, to listen to the, yeah, the to, record to your you work, like is that the definitive kind of like. Uh, time capsule now, of that time oh uh, yeah of that time period yeah if you want to know about Cyan Yeshua I probably would I would listen to it but the EP is the EP like that's really where you would catch the essence of like mm-hmm. the rawest like collect you know what I mean just mm-hmm. those yeah. six songs or whatever and that's it but everything else is kind of like yeah we did the you know actually I, I remember speaking to Sire and you know like we had we have op, we had we've had a lot of people in the years 
approaches for reissues of vinyl specifically, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because there's people that's really interested in these vinyls. And uh, we've always, like, you know, we've entertained it, but we never, we really weren't able to do it for whatever reason. Like, you know, whether it's because the people that were involved weren't correct or it wasn't, you know, the right money or it wasn't, you know, it just wasn't going to be done right, like in a good light, you know what I'm saying? Like we exploiting something. We didn't really want it to be that. I mean, we, we already, like, we lived that moment, so we're happy with it, you know what I mean? I feel like people are always, like, disgruntled about what happened in their career, why they didn't make it, and this, but when I look back at those times, I'm, like, super happy about how it was received, and, you know, like, people really, like, hold it in a high regard, so for that, that's worth much more than the little few thousand dollars if somebody's going to throw at me to go through all of this jump through hoops just to get it to be a vinyl release reissue i'm like the original you know i speak to people when i go overseas they'll be like the og copy you know what i mean like yeah yeah, that's the that's the copy that everything else don't matter like that's the og like if you can get your hands on that then that's what's up (laughs) absolutely yes um (laughs) Uh, on the anthology that we're talking about, there's a couple uh, freestyles um, yeah. uh, of you guys on Stretch and Bobito's show. Can you give people a sense of just sort of the energy of what was going on at the time and you guys being on the show and what that felt like? And if Bobito, yeah. um, you know, gave you guys any advice or insight and how was working with them and all that? Um, I would say Bobito was was a, a dope person, like to 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 have the opportunity to to just like know, you know what I mean? Because he, he was very, he was entrenched in that at the time and people were always like, they always look for his opinion, you know what I'm saying? Like his taste really, he really was what a tastemaker is, you know what I mean? Like the stuff that he's playing, people, you know, they'd be playing all, you know, the rest of the, the time. Like, and I would say like, you know, having the opportunity to come up was amazing for us because like I said, we will just, we were we were super ecstatic just to have our song played the first time. Like that was amazing. But then once we were kind of had the relationship with him, and he actually is the guy putting out our records, and then he's like, "Come through to the show," and um, you know, it was it was like there was a format to the show, and there would be other groups there. So it's like we get to meet people that are in the scene with us, you know. And sometimes we knew, you know. I remember going up, and it was like science of life, you know, like I, I know those guys, you know. So we would be there. It would be like a, it'd be a dope like time, you know what I'm saying? And the first time uh, that we were up there, you know, I wanted to say Ken. I remember like Ken come with us, you know. It's like we try to make it, you know. Like I listen back to those shows, I you know a little bit of cringe, you know. But at the same time, <laughs> like, this is dope. Like this, this was a dope opportunity, you know. And we really try to enjoy the moment, you know what I'm saying? And yeah, Bob was Bob was dope, man. He was dope for 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 what for that time for us, you know, to, to have somebody that, that, that knew so much. And he would like, sometimes he would talk to us and kind of calm us down a little bit. Cause we'd be so excited. Like, yo, Bob, why don't you play the song on the radio and this and that? And, you know, like, we like, you know, we're kind of young and we just like excited. Yeah. yeah. And he'll be like, yo, like, you know, yeah, yeah. Like, all right. But, you know, <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, there's so much we could do. Like, there's so much we could do, you know? Yeah. And we, and we were doing other stuff. Like, you know, like I said, when we did the deal with him, it was like, yo, look, we're going to do the record. There's no promotion. This is this. You keep your masters. We'll split money. La, la, la. 
And then for us, we're like, yo, we're going to make stickers and we're going to, you know, like we had to do that stuff on our own. But right. these are all learning. These are this how we learned, like what these little things that we were doing, like marketing, you know what I'm saying? Like stuff mm-hmm. we never did before. All we did was rap, you know, and make beats. Like we didn't really know all these other things. So having these people that were actually was conducting business and dealing with other artists and dealing with, you know, radio stations and traveling and doing, you know, like those are things that we learned by being around people like Bobito. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Um, Just one little piece of like kind of nerdy hip hop lore um, that I wanted to clear up while we had your attention. Um, There's a producer credited as Mudfoot, I believe on um, Saya's solo 12 inch on Fondalum. And there's a rumor going around that that's actually an early, Alias of the Alchemist. Um, can you clear that up for us? Really? Who is, who is that right? Mudfoot? <laughs> the Alchemist. Damn! I gotta tell him. I gotta tell the guy. Like, <laughs> I guess that's a like, no. Yo, they confusing <laughs> you with the Alchemist, dude. Wow. <laughs> All right, fair nah, enough. Nah, that, that's that's what he called it. That song. That's John Adler. That's oh, John okay. Adler okay. and gotcha. and and Saya. They coming up with all these aliases and doing like, you know, but I'm, you know, that always been like a little like side note type thing, you know? Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay, yeah, man. Um, tell us about your, your cooking. Like you, uh, I see oh. your Instagram, you got the Colombian food cracking. Yeah. It looks like very well, healthy. Like talk to us about it. Yeah. I would say like in the last few years, I just been like a little more conscious of uh, like, you know, some food, like the food that I'm eating and, and because of that, I just, I, I started to cook and I started to do some baking and learning about like grains and that sort of stuff. So I thought I'd have some little bit of fun with it. And uh, I started making like, you know, cakes and kind of like, you know, more baked goods and stuff like that. So, you know, I started, I'm like, let me post it and just to give it another, like, you know, something fresh, something new. And people kind of been responding to it. They want to know how to make it. They want to know what's up. So I'm like, you know, I have some good friends that are, you know, into editing and they, and they're like, yo, we should do this. We should do the show. And I'm like, all right, you know, like, around, you know, it's like, yeah, we gotta, we, we gotta try things, you know, and, and yeah. it's all in good fun and it's for a good, a good reason, you know, like ultimately it's not really like, you know, about, you know, preaching this or, yo, don't eat that or do eat. It's kind of like, yo, look, this is possible. Like we could, yeah. you know, we can, we, we can eat a little healthier. We can, we can bake with these grains and, and, and actually get some good nutrients and stuff like that. So it's cool, man. It's not, it's nothing wrong with good health, right? No, no, not, a, not at all, man. And- <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. So, and, and, you know, one, a couple of times, like there was some events and stuff like, uh, for instance, um, my my boy um, Pays and and um, John Robinson, they do the pushing Bu- pushing buttons collective, and they they have like you know like an event where they just playing beats and stuff. And then I'm like, yo, I'm gonna come through. I'm gonna bring a cake. Like, and they're like, word, like all right, cool. <laughs> like a cake, you know, like yeah, like if somebody say, yo, I'm coming to your event. I'm gonna bring you a very healthy, nutritious vegan cake. What are you gonna say? Yeah, bring it through. <laughs> yeah. Right? Pull up, yeah. <laughs> That's dope. That's dope. Well, we really appreciate you coming on, man, and, and giving us a, some insight into the history, busting myths about the, the alchemist, um, <laughs> and, and just generally chopping it up with us, man. Thank you so much for coming on. 
For sure, man. For sure. Anytime, man. Thank you guys for the opportunity, man. I appreciate, appreciate it. it. Peace. Yes, All right. Thanks, I got man. some. I got some good music uh, in the works, man. Okay. So All right. Y'all All get right. to hear that. You know what I'm saying? Like, that sounds great. Been, been working on it for a few years and just trying to perfect it all and, and really get it out there. Dope. You know, it, it'll make its way as long as you guys are tuned into what I'm doing. That's really, you know, Dope. that's the main outlet there. You know. Well, you oh, have man. to come back on again, man. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Bye, guys. All right. Appreciate it. Peace. Take care, man. Bye.